What's happening, everybody? On today's show, some SEC names that made the Maxwell Award watch list. Also, more recruits committing following this past weekend. And some of our conversation from SEC Media Days. We'll catch up with CBS Sports' Brad Nessler as we head into the final year of the SEC on CBS. Also, we'll sit down with Alyssa Lang of the SEC Network to talk about her role throughout the season. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC. Your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And what's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network covering your team every day. All right, plenty to get into. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Around the conference. And we start with one of the big postseason college football awards. The Maxwell Award, given out to the best player in college football annually. They announced their watch list on Monday for the 87th Maxwell Award. Like we said, going annually to the outstanding, most outstanding player in college football. Some notable names from the SEC to make the list. Uh, Alabama running back Jace McClellan, Arkansas's KJ Jefferson, and Rocket Sanders. Florida wide receiver Ricky Parasol, Georgia tight end Brock Bowers. Kentucky quarterback Devin Leary. LSU's got Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbors. Mississippi State has quarterback Will Rogers. Ole Miss running back Quinchon Judkins. South Carolina's Spencer Radler and Juice Wells. Tennessee quarterback Joe Milton. And Vanderbilt wide receiver Will Shepard. Now, the SEC has actually won the Maxwell Award, uh, or had won it in four straight seasons before USC's Caleb Williams won it last year. You go back to 2018, it was Tua Tonga-Vailoa, Joe Burrow, Devontae Smith, and then Bryce Young before Caleb Williams won it. Now, you go back a little bit further, and there was a lot of SEC guys in there. Tim Tebow won it twice. Cam Newton won it in 2010. A.J. McCarron in 2013. And Derrick Henry in 2015. So, it's an award that a lot of SEC guys have won. See if the SEC can uh, jump back in there and reclaim the Maxwell Award this season. In other news, we talked about the big recruiting weekend from Hugh Freeze over the weekend, uh, most notably flipping five-star wide receiver Perry Thompson from Alabama to Auburn. Paul Feinbaum was on with Greg McElroy and Cole Kublick on Monday on their Jocks FM radio show. And Feinbaum said, look, it feels like a moment in time that we're going to remember, a moment in time that we'll go back and say that was it. That was that week or period in July of 2023 when Auburn finally made the turn back toward the top. He said, I'm not suggesting they're going to get there tomorrow. All I'm saying is history has shown these moments have occurred. And I know some people will come out of their chair when I go back to 1981 at the beginning of my career when Pat Dye flipped a player and ultimately got Bo Jackson. But that was that moment that we all remember back to when Auburn started moving toward legitimacy. We will see if that was the case. I did think it was funny, though. On three recruits tweeted out, uh, conversation with Perry Thompson and one of his quotes on why he flipped from Alabama to Auburn. He said, look, I know Nick Saban specializes with DBs and my main position is receiver. And Hugh Freeze, he's got that background of developing receivers at a high level. Well, 
Alabama fans had fun with that, uh, basically tweeting memes of all the Alabama receivers from Devontae Smith to Jalen Waddell, Henry Ruggs. Uh, you know, it's been stud receiver after stud receiver at Alabama. So I get it. Look, Perry Thompson's saying, I'm going to go be coached by Hugh Freeze, who will put me in positions to be great and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's just kind of funny because the, the into intimating there that, you know, Nick Saban can't have good receivers. They certainly have at Alabama, but anyway, just some fun to look at. And other news over at Tennessee, they uh, went into the state of Texas for their latest commitment, offensive tackle Bennett Warren, six foot seven, 330-pound offensive tackle, rated the number eight offensive tackle in the 24-7 sports composite, number 25 player from the state of Texas. And that is the 19th commitment for Josh Heupel in this group. He's the second highest rated of all commit. And the class is up to uh, number eight in the country. And they got a nice offensive line here, uh, class here with William Satterwhite, Gage Ginther, Jesse Perry, Max Anderson, and now Bennett Warren. Uh, 24-7 sports calls Warren an enormous offensive tackle prospect with elite height and length, a legitimate six foot seven with a wingspan beyond seven feet, ready to play, wears his bulk fairly well. So, Josh Hypo, keep digging and recruiting in those trenches. Tennessee's just going to be fine for the years to come. In other commitment news over at Arkansas, they pick up a safety in Jeremy Cook from the Hoover, Alabama area, six foot three, 195 pound athlete. And that brings Arkansas up to 17 commitments. Cook is the second safety in this group, along with four-star athlete Julius Pope out of the state of Mississippi. And it's the fourth recruit from the state of Alabama in this Arkansas class. And Cook now gives Arkansas eight commitments on the defensive side of the ball. So good focus there for Sam Pittman's crew. Over at LSU, Brian Kelly picked up a commitment from a guy we talked about earlier in the week, offensive lineman Joseph Cryer. They call him Big Hoss, six foot four, two hundred ninety pounds. He had committed to Ole Miss and then decommitted over the weekend, so was only committed to Ole Miss for about a month, but was recruited by LSU's Brad Davis. And the Louisiana kid is staying in the state of Louisiana. Rated the number 69 interior offensive lineman, the number 33 player from the state of Louisiana. Uh, He tweeted out, I want to thank my family for getting me through this process. Thank God for putting me in this position. I'm 100% committed to Louisiana State University. Over at Ole Miss, they got a commitment from Miami transfer defensive back Chris Graves Jr. He's 6'1", 175-pound corner. Told on threes, Matt Zenitz, he was down to Ole Miss and Texas A&M and ultimately uh, announced he is heading to Oxford. He was a 2022 recruit, spent one season at Miami, didn't appear in any games there. So he'll have four years of eligibility left with the Rebels. He was a four-star prospect coming out a year ago. He was the number 161 player nationally, the number seven athlete in last year's class. So we'll see what... uh, See what Chris Graves Jr. can do for the Ole Miss Rebels. Over at Florida, an interesting note as Brandon Spikes, back in Gainesville, the former Florida linebacker, working as a student assistant. He's enrolled at Florida, looking to finish off his degree. He's also, uh, like we said, a student assistant under Billy Napier's staff. Spikes, of course, played for Urban Meyer's teams back in the late 2000s. And, uh, of course, had a nice NFL career as well. So good to have 
an old Gator face back on the sidelines there in Gainesville. And one more Tennessee note here. Uh, Taven Jackson, their former quarterback, is, uh, of course, transferred from Tennessee over to Indiana. He was a four-star quarterback a year ago. And, you know, look, Hendon Hooker had come in and Joe Milton was hanging around, but it was looking like, okay, well, Hendon Hooker's going to head off to the NFL, see what happens with Joe Milton. But when Nico Yamaliava came in, the writing was on the wall. Taven Jackson's not going to play here, so... Uh, he made a decision to transfer to Indiana, but do, in an interview this week, was very complimentary of the Tennessee staff. He said, I still think that quarterback room and the way they coach their kids is the best in the nation. I hope they have a great season. Jackson appeared briefly in three games for Tennessee last year, was three for four passing for 37 yards. Uh, but now he's up at Indiana. And a quick SEC hoops note, Arkansas and Oklahoma are going to face off for the third consecutive season in their Crimson and Cardinal Classic. It'll be played in Tulsa, Oklahoma on Saturday, December 9th of this year. It's a neutral site clash. It'll be the final in that three-game series. OU won the 2021 meeting. Arkansas even the series with a 10-point win last year. And, of course, they'll play each other again with Oklahoma coming over to the SEC. And there you have it. That is the latest news going on around the conference. Thank you guys so much for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, you don't want to miss it, our conversation with Brad Nessler talking about the final year of the SEC on CBS. That's coming your way in just a sec. But first, I want to remind you guys this episode is presented to you by our friends over at eBay Motors. We've been talking about it. Look, if you want to have a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same thing when it comes to your car. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you're looking for parts and accessories, and I know you are because it's the summer and cars uh, need retooling, they have issues, you want to head over to eBay Motors. With the eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can make sure every part you need fits just right the first time around. You go to their website, very easy. You add your car to the My Garage section. You look for the green check when you're looking for a part. That will let you know that that part is going to fit or your money back because just like in sports, Confidence, the name of the game when you shop at eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you're going to be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So go get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices over at ebaymotors.com. ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Check out our friends, ebaymotors.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's not SEC Media Days without a conversation with the great Brad Nessler joining us here. Uh, man, how many years has this been? You just I, I love seeing you because you come so casual. Everybody's all like they have their posses and their crew with them and wrangle them in. Brad Nessler just kind of rolls in very casually and you're the best, man. What's going on? Uh, I'll roll out just as quietly, you know. So, yeah, I've, get, I've been getting a lot of grief about it. A lot of people don't know that this is my look 
uh, from the end of March Madness till <laughs> September. Sometimes I shave my goatee off before I come to SEC Media Days. This time I said I don't really care. So, yeah, you're getting what – this is what you get during the off season from me. Um, yeah, I don't know uh, if this would be the seventh time for CBS, but I used to come when I was with ABC and ESPN too, so I don't know how many of these I've been to. <laughs> but, you know, this is kind of like the wake-up call that, okay, you, you're going to have to start wearing socks pretty right. soon, and you, you can't wear shorts and sweats every day. You've got to go to work here in a few, a few weeks. So, yeah, this is the wake-up call that football's here. I think you told us about it last year, but basically when you're done with basketball and everything, you just go, what, are you just out on the water the entire time? Yeah, I, I try to be, either <laughs> at the pool or in the lake or something, and uh, that's where I'm heading as soon as I leave here, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I don't I don't get a lot accomplished in the off season, and, you know, my wife would like me to accomplish more, but I, I really don't. I just, and they say, what do you do? Do you, you golf? And I, and I don't really golf that much. I golf in some charity events or whatever, and... Do you fish? Yeah, I do, but sometimes it's so hot on the dock that, you know, I'd rather just sit in the cool air somewhere and do nothing. So, yeah, I'm kind of lazy in the offseason. I know your your attitude may just be, I, I just work here, but it's a little bittersweet. Last year, CBS, SEC, right? Yeah. Um, it's going to, I'll miss it, uh, but, you know, football's football. I'll, I'll go on to something else, And but I'm just going to cherish this last year. It's going to be, uh, I think, a lot of fun. I think just everybody... Kind of stepped up to the plate a little bit last year. Tennessee elevating their game. LSU being, you know, a, a factor again. <laughs> Alabama losing two games and everybody said it's a terrible year. You know, Georgia running the table. So, um, you know, everybody got a little bit better last year. And that makes that makes the job more fun. And I hope that sustains itself this year and that, um, you know, that there's more competitiveness at least through the first couple months of the season. And then it kind of, you know, kind of thins itself out when you get down to that last month. You go, okay, I think I know who's good and who's not. Do you have anything left on the SEC bucket list you haven't done yet? Man, that's a great question. Um, you know, I'm going to miss the square in Oxford. I'm going to miss the I'm going to miss the uh, eagle flying at Auburn home games. I'm going to miss LSU at night. I'm going to miss when they play Sweet Home Alabama 10 minutes before kickoff in Tuscaloosa. I'm going to miss an occasional home game at Georgia. <laughs> there's things I'm thinking about I, I will miss. I don't know if there's anything else I that I haven't quite done. We could so. have gotten you with those guys carrying the goalposts out in Knoxville. See, that would have been that would have been pretty special. What I did want to do that night, and they just wouldn't let me, is the bus was our CBS bus was waiting for us to take us back to Atlanta, and we were pretty well stocked with food and beverage. But I really wanted to light a cigar with everybody. And I had one with me, and I go, they go, you just can't smoke it on the bus. I said, why don't we just stand outside the bus and let me uh, just partake with the other Vol fans here for a second? And they said, yeah, but we got to go. So I would have liked to have joined the, the Vol fans with a cigar that night. A few football questions for you. Is it, I mean, it's pretty crazy what Kirby's kind of built here, that we're yeah. actually talking about the word three-peat. But, I mean, it's just uh, an homage to what he's been able to do here. It's And they're built. They're built to keep on going. And if you look at their schedule this year, I don't really know who's supposed to beat them. I think, you know, Tennessee in late November, maybe. Um, well, you know, everybody's a threat. But, I mean, their schedule's pretty ridiculously easy compared to some teams. And, you know, that, that was made a long time ago. It's not like they said, well, we got two championships. Let's have a sloughy schedule. Um, I don't, I don't know if I'd want season tickets uh, in, in Athens, actually. I don't think there's anybody that's going to challenge them. They're, you know, the biggest question mark will be, you know, replacing Stetson Bennett. And 
and I was just telling somebody over here a couple minutes ago, if you would have said, if you would have made that statement three years ago, I don't know how they'll replace Stetson Bennett. Everybody would have laughed you uh, right out of the park, you know. But that's how much he meant to that team, and and how much they believed in him and followed his lead. Uh, if Carson Beck is just maybe average, they should still win 11 games. You know, they're just built to keep on going, and you know, eventually you're going to find a, a you know a little chip in their armor or whatever, I suppose, um, along the way. But man, the way Kirby's built, it's been something. Don't tell anybody, but I got Carson back 300 to one odds on the Heisman. So is that, well, is yeah. that what you got? Yeah, I mean, hey, we'll see. It's worth a, <laughs> worth a shot, right? They, they got about three five-star guys over there. You know, Brock Vandergriff and uh, uh, Gunnar Stockton or whatever. And they got a kid coming in next year that uh, Dad played in the NFL, and he's supposed to be the number one number one recruit in the whole country at quarterback. So I think they'll find a way to live with it. A few other SEC topics with you. Uh, Hugh Freeze back in the conference. Yeah. It was a little weird seeing him wearing an Auburn pin today. I hadn't seen him yet today, but <laughs> there's no doubt about that because I remember some of the meetings when he was at Ole Miss and <laughs> how that all ended. I thought, uh, well, I'll never see him again probably, but um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see him. It's going to be interesting, and it should make them a competitive team in a kind of a hurry. I think their biggest question is they got to – Everybody's biggest question is who's your quarterback, unless you have an established, uh, you know, vet. And there's some of those around the league, Jaden Daniels and uh, KJ Jefferson and Spencer Rattler, and you know, there's some uh, Will Rogers at uh, Mississippi State. So, if you got a competent quarterback, you got a good shot. And so, and he's a, supposed to be a quarterback guru type guy right. so he'll find somebody that can play the spot and when they do they'll be they'll be effective again yeah we'll see if Peyton Thorne is that guy um it was good to see Zach Arnett head coach Mississippi State but man how bittersweet with the passing of Mike Leach it, I still can't believe it you know somebody somebody was doing a special on Mike or something and they wanted me to be part of it and I just remember being I don't at Washington State and Texas Tech and every, every time I was around him the meetings we would have were so much different than, let's say, well, I'm not going to say another name, any other coach. You walk in his office, there's a full pirate guy, right? You know, <laughs> as you walk in with a sword and the whole, I mean, it was so much fun. And he was so much fun to be around. And we're going to miss that because he was, there aren't many of him. Yeah. You know, the, that kind of personality, it just doesn't really exist. You know, you got the guys with the, placards that are this big and they're covering their mouth you know and on the sideline calling plays and you know literally Mike had a thing about the size of our media badges <laughs> and and he called a whole game off that you know and I just love that we used to burn on him about it. he's like hey if it's working I'm gonna run the same play you know so he was a character we don't have enough of those that's yeah. for sure yeah I think it was like pass short left pass yeah. short right exactly. like it was exactly. it was that simple but completion it w- completion completion yeah, compl- yeah. It's unbelievable it. it worked all right last thing for you I, I ask you the, about this all the time uh NCAA video games coming back I know uh-huh. that you know we don't know who the voice is going to be on that but your voice still lives on to this day on the old video game yeah well you know there's a lot of a lot of dads that come up to me and they bring their kids <laughs> up to meet me and the kid has no idea who I am until he hears my voice and he's like, Dad, that's on your video game. Because now it's, I've gone another generation yeah. down. So the game was, you know, the last game was 2014 or whatever. So the kids are getting smaller and the dads were the guys that were playing the video games. So, yeah, I did that for a long time and, and it was it was fun doing it. But whew, 
I don't think my voice can handle it anymore. Yeah, one of my good buddies, Matt Thomas, he's the voice of the, of the Rockets, and he gets to work with the NBA, and they brought him in the last few years of 2K, and he said, just sitting in that room literally saying, onto Tacumpo. I mean, like literally oh, yeah. running through every name. It's, it's got to be a long day. Oh, it was. And we had to do every conceivable play that you could run from the one-yard line going that way to the one-yard line going in and everything in between and every kind of play you could run. So when there were big plays, like a 99-yard touchdown on a screen pass, I had to be that excited, you know. And I kept saying, listen, guys, I can't do, I can't do 100 big plays in a row because the thing's going to crack and I'll be broken in half. So, yeah, we, we can have to spread out the big plays and the little plays. <laughs> well, some of the best pipes in all of sports. Uh, Brad, we really appreciate the time. And uh, enjoy the last season of the SEC, my friend. I will enjoy every Saturday of it. Good to see you, buddy. Always good to catch up with Alyssa Lang from the SEC Network. I think I counted, what, this is your sixth season already with the network? Yes, wow. which is, oh, my gosh, that's crazy <laughs> to think about it. It feels like it's gone by in two seconds, but, yeah, sixth season. Yeah, it's and you, crazy. you've done so much. You have, you've had out of the pocket. You've done, you know, studio work, sideline work, all this. Does, does it feel like it's been six years, though? It really doesn't. I mean, I look back at some of the things we've covered and some of the games that we've done, and it, I guess thinking about it that way, it feels like six years. But, gosh, it's been so much fun. It feels like it's been the blink of an eye since I got here in, in 2018. And I don't think I got to do media days in 2018 because I got in a little bit late in August. But it just flies flies by. Time flies when you're having fun, I guess. You were part of a special moment the other night, the 95-mile-per-hour challenge <laughs> between Chris Doring and Dari Noka. Yeah. And Doring proved the point. Just because you're an elite athlete doesn't mean you can hit a fastball. It was unbelievably painful to watch. I would say uh, maybe the moment that people don't know about is Aaron Murray trying to hit just some underhand toss-ups, and he missed like nine in a row. And I'm looking at him, I'm like, how many records did you break as a Georgia quarterback and you can't even hit some toss-ups like, right. in the middle of the <laughs> outfield? Um, Dari surprised all of us. I don't think any of us had our money on Dari, and I told him I'd never doubt him again in an athletic competition against Doring. I wish, though, CD would learn to stop making bets because he keeps <laughs> losing them and he doesn't get any smarter when it comes to making bets that he can't catch. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Dari looked like a little Jose Altuve out there. I mean, he was ripping single after single. And, you know, the excuse now is that the bat was a little small and maybe it fit <laughs> Dari better than it did. All I hear is excuses. That's all I hear. And Dari made contact with five. Couldn't believe it, but we were thrilled for him. <laughs> we, we've uh, talked about in the past with you, but you getting a chance to try stadium foods while on the sideline over the years. Do you have a favorite that you've had? Oh my gosh, that is that is hard. We normally try to find something really hyper local or something that the fan base, a place that the fan base really loves. Uh, and, and I guess I I can probably be a little biased here when I say last year we went to Andy's Deli in Columbia, South Carolina, which is a place that's really, really special to the student body at South Carolina and, and the fans out there. And we got to eat the sandwiches on the sidelines. But I think I had a five-pound burger on the sidelines at Texas A&M once. Uh, I'm trying to think back to some. We've had pizza. We've had donuts. Uh, Five Daughters Donuts here in Nashville have been incredible. Wow. We had those on the sidelines of a Vandy game. So uh, it's an excuse for us to eat, but it also makes us feel a little bit more connected to the community that we're in that weekend. Any issue while you were eating and then they threw it to you? To yeah. Actually, uh, I had, I believe, I had, uh, forgive me, I can't remember the name of the burger joint in College Station, but I believe the burger was called The Hulk. And it was a two-patty, two, pa two patty, 
maybe one pound burger. And I was like, first of all, I need this for optics. But second of all, I think I have a point to prove to my crew that I tend to be the one who eats the most, which says a lot because I have offensive lineman Matt Stinchcomb on my crew as well. So I'm sitting here eating the burger, and we did a little bit late in the second quarter. And I realize I'm about two minutes away from my halftime interview with Jimbo Fisher. So I'm like trying to wipe my mouth with ketchup and mustard and all this stuff. I'm eating this burger. It's still hot, so I'm sweaty. And I realize I have the worst onion breath of my life. And I felt so terrible. I'm holding the microphone, and I'm trying to not necessarily breathe right in right. Coach Fisher's face with my onion breath. He didn't say anything, um, but I was very self-conscious about it that uh, I, I mean, I would be, too. That's, that's intimidating. Um, what what to you is the I mean look we get in in depth on everything what to you is the biggest storyline heading into this football season Oh man I think it's got to be the SEC West that's probably the question I've been asked the most over the last few days and the question that we're going to be trying to figure out probably well into October as far as who ends up winning that league and re or winning that division and, and representing the SEC West when it comes to Atlanta it makes sense that the early pick is LSU, and I'm right there. I have a lot of confidence in the Tigers and their ability to get it done, but it's going to be a true test for the Alabama Crimson Tide and, and this Nick Saban-led coaching staff as far as those next guys up. Who's going to be taking over that starting quarterback position over Bryce Young? Because obviously Bama's always a, con a contender. Can they be the ones to get the win over LSU this year and run the table in the West? I don't think you can sleep on the Aggies. I don't think you can sleep on Ole Miss either when you look at the production that they return and the three quarterbacks that they have to choose from right now as well. I think Arkansas has maybe one of the most slept on quarterback running back duos maybe in the entire country when it comes to KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders. So for me, my biggest question is who the heck is going to be standing when it comes to the SEC West and how far the drop off is going to be by the end of the season. Um, I was going to ask, do you have a favorite coach to interview? But I, I do have to bring up, you had a pretty iconic interview with, with Coke. Coach Mike Leach, and obviously that caught all of us off guard. It, it, it feels weird being here this week and him not being here. Right? It, it really does, and and I miss him so much, and I know the college football community misses him so much. You know, he was just so authentically himself, and I was telling somebody this yesterday, you know, I, I really only got to interact with him on game days once or twice a year, and it wasn't that much. So many people knew him a lot better than I did, but I think about him almost every day, especially in a business like this one where you can get really critical and other people People can be really critical of you. I always remember that Coach Leach wouldn't have compromised himself for anybody. And if I ever have a day where I feel like maybe I got to be a little bit more like that person or maybe I'm not enough or maybe I'm not doing this, I think about Coach Leach all the time. And I think about the things he would say, the one-liners, the jokes, whatever the story is that he was telling that day, and how he just galvanized so many people to become fans of him who weren't Mississippi State fans or didn't follow his career, but went, man, that guy is a real person. And that guy is someone I want to sit down and have a beer with. And I really appreciate that element to his personality, and I try to remember that every day. Yeah, and that, that interview will live in infamy for, for years to come. All right, I have a couple more questions for you. Uh, this is the next one. Do you think you could emergency land a commercial plane <laughs> with only air traffic control walking you through it? No, no. And I brought this up about a month ago on our SiriusXM show because somehow so many of our 
colleagues think that they can. <laughs> There's a reason why pilots have so much training and so many hours and are people that we put our life in their hands. And I am not putting my life in the hand of Chris Doring landing yeah, a plane with no. air traffic control walking him through it. I'm not. He I can't would probably do it. rip his shirt off, too, and just do yes, a shirtless landing. much respect to our pilots <laughs> out there. Our SEC network folks outside of Todd Walker have no business flying any planes. Now, I asked my father-in-law about this. He's a pilot. Okay. He said that it's pretty easy those big these days. Well, he just said those big planes, a lot of them are on auto. He said if it's on yeah. autopilot and that sort of thing, it might be easier. But don't you think that we're if we were in this situation where a passenger had to emergency, like something has gone wrong to the point where that probably isn't working anymore. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, like, what are we, what are we, yeah. it's not, it's not happening. I I'm could just never line it up. Say my prayers and. <laughs> line it up on the runway. That would just be the most no intimidating chance. thing ever. And apparently landing is one of the harder parts of the whole flight in general. Yeah. Well, that's what Todd Walker told me, so I, uh, I don't know. I believe him. One more quick one. If South Carolina baseball makes it to Omaha next year, how many jello shots can you personally consume to help them break the record? I'm a huge lightweight. I would purchase <laughs> them for other people since I would naturally be working. Right. Once I'm done with my little shift in Omaha, maybe that would change. I might have to start training now, though, <laughs> honestly, because I am not a girl who can put away a lot of jello yeah. shots. So I'm Burns, not going to lie. Peter Burns, those guys, they'll, they'll help you out. They'll figure it out, yeah. yeah. She is Alyssa Lang, of course, SEC Network. Thanks so much for the time. Always good to see you. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys so much for making Locked On. On SEC, your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. Uh, thanks so much to our guest today, Brad Nessler from CBS Sports, uh, Alyssa Lang from the SEC Network. Appreciate them for chiming in and appreciate you guys, like we said, for making us your first listen every day. Uh, for our everydayers, make sure you come back and check us out throughout the week, including tomorrow. We're here for you five days a week talking all things SEC football. And we still got some more, just a few more great interviews from our week over at SEC Media Days that we still need to bring you. So uh, check that out throughout the week. More big names coming your way right here on Locked On SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. I'm Chris Gordy, and uh, keep rocking it right here on Locked On SEC.